0: Hi, this is Matt with Intergalactic Herald. Welcome to our podcast episode number 27. So this is sort of the week in review of uh, news that happened in Star Atlas. Um, most of the articles that I'm bas- or articles and videos I'm basing this video on, are in our news recap. So if you go to intergalacticherald.com and look around for the uh, weekly news recap, you can go ahead and sign up for that and get all the links uh, that helped form some of my opinions. That would be for News Recap number 67. So first, just a couple quick things in the things I'm working on. So again, if you're interested in being a guest on this podcast, always happy to have other people come on to talk about the week in review of Star Atlas. So please go again to intergalacticcarol.com and look for the contact page. I'm also working on two... Uh, Star Atlas projects. The first one is a merch store, so I'm called the Intergalactic Gear, sorry, intergalacticgear.com. You can go there, I'm looking to get some feedback from people on what kind of merch, merchandise they would like, related to the uh, Star Atlas IP. So again, that's intergalacticgear.com, please fill out my merch survey. And secondly, I'm in the process of trying to start a, what I'm calling a non-guild guild, called intergalactic coalition again that's intergalacticcoalition.com so i have an interest survey there you can learn more about kind of the foundation and what this guild or non-guild guild is about so if you're interested in some of those things please fill out that survey So getting in the bulk of this podcast, the content section. So first thing I wanted to do is call out a great fellow content creator, Rob Mega, who posts both a kind of weekly recap also called Startless Chatter, but he also publishes a Medium article. So again, if you'd prefer to consume that content via... Text. He has a medium article that matches that. In fact, I think he creates the article first and then goes over it while he records the video. So, again, look to on YouTube for Raw mega That's spelled R A H M E G A. Or you can go to intergalacticherald.com, look for resources, and uh, I have a Star Alice YouTube section there. So, just quickly to go through some of what was in there because I did find it very interesting. Um, I, I give uh, Ramego a lot of credit because he's really going into the foundation room and, and putting a whole bunch of stuff. Um, also, does a lot of cool uh, Discord uh, screen caps of different uh, Star Atlas team members who are posting. So, just a couple of things that came out of the last week that that were very interesting to me, and again, interesting in the sense that I can't keep up with all of this. But I did realize as as the week went on or the couple of weeks have gone on, someone mentioned. That it's well, actually, that's kind of the theme of this one, so I won't get into that. There's another bullet point, but anyways, so some of the things again, they were posts about you know talking about cooldown periods in Sage Labs, you know how how scanning works, how different parts of the economy work, burn rate, going over the visuals of Star Labs interface. There's a lot, and then there were some screen screen captures of the actual interface shared. So there's there was lots of interesting things there. So again, if you're if you're into that, you really want to start getting some of this kind of not even behind the scenes, but I guess this really in-depth understanding of how Sage Labs will work. I strongly recommend you to follow Omega because he's been doing a great job. I I I read it, and I, it, there's just too much. <laughs> but again, that's just my style of play and things like that. Moving on, Star Atlas actually released a game development video this week on YouTube, so you can go to the Star Atlas YouTube channel for that. And I think it was like two or three minutes, but it was really showing a lot of the, UE. the UE5 ue looked like racing, predominantly different characters that you could put on the ships, the racers anyways, which always goes back to, sorry, is a quick tangent, when I originally was thinking about what ship to buy, of course, cost was a factor. And you looked at ships like the Pierce, I'm pretty sure it's the X4, and I was always like, "There's, there's no cockpit. There's no environmental system. How's this going to space?" And if you're in the showroom now, and there is a space, when of course it goes into space, and the person sitting on it, I, I mean, again, maybe they're spacesuits. Again, it. What I'm starting to think more and more, they were always designed to be racers. They always had this racing component, but they just let the ships go out into space. Uh, okay, again, you can have fun, but <laughs> it always got me like. That's not how space works. But anyways, the video. Back to the video. Sorry, was showing a lot of this going around the course that's there or being developed. So different ships, different characters, and then they had part of the video that was, I guess, we'll call it character skins. So it was helmets, colors, and then it went into a few other ships with details and color schemes. Again, i.e., skins. Very cool. Great that they were showing it. There was some comments about, well, where's the the Sage Lab stuff? Why are we just seeing UE5? But I think again, we always have to remember there are multiple development teams—some internal, some outsourced—that are constantly being uh, doing work. So just to focus on one again, forget makes us forget that the other teams are working on it too. So I, I think it was great, and again, and I think the fact they put it on their main YouTube channel—I mean, they're they're trying to continue to create buzz the, about the game and the future parts. And again, if that's a lead-in to play Sage Labs, excuse me, totally great. Next topic. Someone actually posted, this is what I was kind of alluding to on all the information in the Rob Mega's chatter report, was that they posted that they were feeling like uh, they're falling behind because they don't have all these spreadsheets and all this stuff, and they go away for a few minutes, and, and they're just completely lost. Personal aside, again, this is one of the problems I, I agree with this individual, that problem with Discord and, and chat as the main interface is you just can't screw up. You can't follow threads. Again... I know self-serving, but this is part of the thing I want to put in my guild. The Intergalactic Herald is a different platform where you can kind of uh, figure out where things are going. But uh, I think in the spirit of the game, there is something to that. But someone commented from the team about some people like all this behind-the-scenes data and analyzing spreadsheets and that. And so they were trying to release some of that. And if you think about it from a development standpoint, they have to get all of this core knowledge and formulas and all this stuff worked out before they can put an interface on top you you can't design an interface and figure out well how does it work again game design lots of design just doesn't work like that so so i agree with the individual again the 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 team member posted again their goal of sage labs the user the user interface and the reason why they said they're saving more time is so that you don't need to know all this stuff you can still be involved in the game without having to have a spreadsheet, without having to know the different burn rates and cooldown periods and mining rates and speed and all this, you can actually play the game. So I'm, I'm very happy that that, that was mentioned again, it may have disappeared because of all the people asking these very specific questions. And again, it's great that the star us team is answering all those specific questions, but not to lose sight of that. Hopefully someone can just start and go into Sage labs and do something and Feel like they've got something for the time they spent, whether that's a physical asset or just entertainment. So that was really great. Also, calling out another uh, great content resource, AFIA, one of the larger guilds in Star Alice, produces a weekly newsletter. And again, pretty sure most of them are written by one of the founders, Funcracker. And it was, again, it's always a great resource. So go to AFIA, A E P H I A dot com. Wait, double check, it's dot com, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, dot com, and uh, sign up for their newsletter so you can get some information. Or again, sign up for my weekly recap, and you'll get links almost always to them. But what was very interesting in there that came out that I hadn't heard was the concept in Sage Labs of the number of star bases and the asteroid field. So if I read it correctly, and again, if I didn't, or it doesn't change until it comes out, is that the in each of these. I don't know, they're starting to come up with different words, squares, sectors, I'm not sure, that some of them will have star bases, and the ones with the star bases will have the asteroid field. So if, again, I read that correctly, I was kind of realizing, I think that means that each asteroid field will be in the same place as a star base, meaning there won't be a sector that has an asteroid field without a star base, and vice versa. Now, again, not sure I read that correctly, Again, it's just one sentence, so there's, again, until the game's out, not 100% sure. But I realized that seems to really reduce the number of asteroid belts because there was information in the newsletter, I'm sure gleaned from the other different resources, that there's only so many star bases that are out there. And again, as I'm looking at this now, there's star systems, or star bases. Again, maybe I've totally misunderstood this, because again, there's supposedly 10,201 total sectors. 51 of those sectors host a single star system. Each star system has exactly one star base and one asteroid belt, and each faction only owns 17 of the 51 star systems. Again, star systems have star bases and asteroid belts. And then there are the central space station's out there, and there's three of those, so that's how you go 15 plus 1, you get your 16. Now one of the interesting things that I did read too is again, you can only craft at your faction star base. You can also craft at your central space station, but the key to the central space station is your entry and exit point into Sage Lab. So, if I'm understanding this correctly, there's really not a lot of places you can craft and there's not a lot of asteroid belts. So there's a lot of empty space. Now, again, we're supposed to scan for the SDUs, which are part of some future thing, but in the short term, they're part of getting the golden tickets or other parts of the raffles. Maybe it all makes sense once we start, but it was like, Wow, it's a big, empty space, which, of course, in real life, space is empty. But it feels like once we know where all the asteroid belts are and we know what resources are there, pretty soon this does just become a set of spreadsheets. Again, that's fine. No problem. The long-term game is about exploration. This feels like it'll be explored quite quickly and we'll be just going through the motions. Again, no problems. But I was, I don't know, when I saw a 100 by 100 grid... Oh, there's going to be lots of stuff, but, and maybe again, some of it will be because they'll be apart or distance from each other, hence the need for fuel. But still, if you only have, in a sense, not counting your central space station, 16 or 17, I guess I'm not sure how to, but not a lot (laughs) still of places you can go to your star bases, which is where the asteroid belts are. That's, there's just not a lot. So we'll see. Again, still, that could be fun, but I don't know why. It just felt like there should be a lot more. But, again, we'll find out when it's there. But I do want to thank uh, Fun Cracker at AFIA for putting out the newsletter because, again, I get to just read it and not have to figure out all this stuff. Um, the other interesting thing that it put, was put, he put in his newsletter was, again, there is this um, issue of travel speed. And so, again, there's multiple... Um, speeds you can travel at obviously there's multiple distances between the different sectors so again we're getting much more details to figure out that there's in addition to the mining and the crafting there is a whole facet to sage labs which is movement so that's really cool A next topic starfield so as pretty sure is released by the time this comes out early i think it's early access maybe it's not all access to a game called starfield which was made by bethesda which i'm talked in the past on is a major game development studio of, of things like fallout and Enter sky ender scrolls yeah anyways and so some of the comments in different places in the star out discord was about hey you know what do you guys think some people have access to it and again i haven't seen it i read a couple industry reviews of it and to be honest i haven't read enough game reviews recently to know if these are biased game again it's like movie reviews you know you go see a movie hey i liked it you read the review they said it stunk i mean again nothing wrong with reviewers but take it with a grain of salt because everybody has their own things they enjoy and thus their own uh, things that they like so, but one thing that was interesting that someone posted in the Star Oscar Discord was something along the lines of, "Do I really want to spend that much time in this universe?" And again, they were referring to the universe of Starfield, because again, Starfield is designed to be much like similar Bethesda games, a real RPG, role playing game. After I wrote down this comment to remind myself, someone posted somewhere again about the idea, uh, and again, I just I don't play this style of game, so I'm not totally familiar with it. Is again, it's the idea of quests but it's also really a single player experience and i was like oh yeah these aren't even comparable i mean nothing wrong with the design idea for an rpg bethesda is obviously a great development uh, studio but realizing it's really single player you're interacting with npcs i'm again not sure but sounds like you don't interact with any other real people or humans. So obviously that's different. And again, there are other games. Again, dating myself a little bit World of Warcraft where again you can play along with other people on raids, but you also can go on quests by yourself to get rewards, loot, whatever. So it, it, the the question again was do you really want to spend this much time in the universe? And, again, everybody has different play styles. So, I mean, back in my youth, I could play Game Boy Tetris for hours. So, you know, obviously <laughs> it doesn't take a lot to keep some people occupied. Again, really dating myself, I mean, if your quarter worked, you could play Asteroids or Pac-Man for many minutes until you had to put another quarter in. But then we got different games like Super Mario Brothers, which, again, was kind of a story in progression, not just, you know, Space Invaders blowing up the same thing every single time rpgs obviously have this vast amount of content and again we won't even get into the actually that's a good point sorry as a tangent if you think of something like gta grand theft auto yeah that that's an open world but it's still an rpg you don't play with other people again i'm i've never been a console gamer so i'm, I'm not really sure anyway the whole point of all of this was do you want to spend time in the universe and it got me thinking about star atlas and the promise the the premise. I shouldn't say promise. The premise of what the game could eventually become does lead to so many different options for play style. Obviously, the idea that we're all together in this universe, so that takes away the single player. Can you do role-playing, perhaps? But it got me thinking, is there any plans that Star Atlas is actually going to put NPCs? In fact, I've, I don't think I've ever heard the the them say NPCs in any capacity because, again, they're building ships. They're building an economy. Anyways, it's just interesting that some people are saying, oh, you know, comparing this because they're both sci-fi. And I'm like, okay. And again, not to get into a gigantic whatever, but, you know, Star Wars and Star Trek are not the same things. (laughs) They're totally different. But they're both sci-fi, and I could like them both for different reasons. So, again, if you want to play Starfield because it's out in a week or two, great, go for it. But if you're interested in, say, obviously an open world game where, you know, things are discoverable. You can interact with other people that's for mutual benefit or for combat. Again, the idea there could be ship-to-ship combat. There could be person-to-person combat. Again, we've seen both styles of guns for ships and guns that the characters can walk around. So, again, the ambitious goal, yeah, you could spend a lot of time in Star Atlas. Again, I know it doesn't exist yet, but time allows for lots of the things to occur. So, But to s- uh, finish up this one, I, again, subject to something else coming out, it sure doesn't feel like Star Atlas is going to be an RPG, a role-playing game. It's a different style. Last topic was one that actually came up recently, depending on when I record this. I listened to different Star Atlas content over the weekend's and it was talking basically this concept of guild domination. And again, total transparency, I'm not interested in joining a guild. Not because there's anything wrong with a guild. It's just not my play style. So that's why I'm thinking of starting a non-guild guild for people like myself who also don't want to join a guild, but still want to be part of a group. Um, again, as I mentioned, this whole concept of community has different levels. Um... Sounds like Star Atlas is thinking about different levels of the or sorry, the governance with the different um, DACs, which again, they don't call them guilds. They call them decentralized autonomous corporations or companies. Can't remember which term, but that is to me open to interpretation. So a company or corporation could simply be, yeah, we create a resource. Could be a ship like AFIA is about building ships, but it could be as simple as, I'm a farmer and I make corn. Again, whatever the equivalent is in Star Alice. So again, if that's the the long-term vision that these are corporations as opposed to guilds, it gives, again, a lot more different ways that people can interact. But traditionally, and why it sounds like, again, there are lots of guilds, and I guess part of this is I recently migrated a website called StarAliceGuilds.com to the Intergalactic Herald due to some star atlas ip restrictions so i just didn't know all the guilds that existed except for the ones that are aligned with content creators and of course there's a lot of guilds listed in that thing again plug self so Intergalacticherald.com slash guilds so there's there's definitely lots of those but the other aspect of guilds and i've always kind of said oh there's structure but i've heard this concept of scholarship and i don't know the the simplest way that, or the the first way I heard about was so that you could rent out your ships. Cool. Yeah. I guess it'd be cool to play around with a big ship for a day as opposed to having to figure out how to buy it. And, you know, I'm renting it. I'm no different than a car rental when you go on a vacation. But my latest understanding or additional understanding was that scholarship also gives the ability to leverage time. So, not just hey cool I get to run a fancy ship I can't afford. It was more of the ship owner gets an opportunity to not lease it out, but the reverse side. You know, not just the fun part, but the fact that if they could do a situation and in business world this is called outsourcing. You know, and there's lots of cases where a business looks to outsource to a different economy, a different country with a different economic structure, and use that arbitrage between the labor pool. Again, assuming the labor and the quality of the output is the same, but their cost of living is less due to currency differences or whatever, and they can basically make a profit on that. I have no problem with capitalism. I wish there was an exploitation of humans, real people, but it happens. As a business owner, I am totally open to that idea and hope to pursue that myself. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with that same style in a game with maybe having real-world... Economic parts, so have no problems with all that. But it again gave me another reason why I don't seem to want to be a part of a guild. Now, again, I have no problems with the guilds using uh, outsourcing, i.e., scholarship, if I'm understanding the concept correctly, to leverage their assets to maximize the time by having someone else um, use that thing and can produce that. And again, if it's not exploitive, then it's perfectly fine. So, long-winded way of saying: the more I learn about guilds, the less I want to be part of one. And again, this is not a negative. I think they're great, but part of the domination was they. Somebody mentioned, oh yeah, we might uh, guild might take over a sector and 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 protect the re- the useful resource on there. And if someone comes in there, they'll they'll blow them up or again this is where the battles of the guilds get in for domination of resources and things like that and this was part of it we kind of like again and again i've seen some videos of eve online and i think again a lot of those guild on big guild battles are what makes for great videos but again i guess it comes down to again that's not that's not my play style i'm not i'm not interested in that i mean again i want to hang out with some people and totally antisocial but again if you want to be antisocial that you should be able to do that too but interestingly after this uh, and I was kind of thinking oh, this again I just is this what Star Atlas is going to become either I thought it or immediately whoever was talking about it mentioned it and then I realized oh my word they've already planned for this so Star Atlas has already said there are going to be multiple zones the the low risk zone medium zone and high risk zone and I remember the biggest differences let me see if I remember so there's no combat in the low risk. There's combat in the medium risk. But if you get destroyed, you just lose your cargo, but you can respond. So you don't lose. Perma- There's no permanent destruction. But in the high risk zone, and again, this is a really cool mechanic, it is permanent destruction. So again, that ship you purchased was actually NFT. So again, that's cool. You can trade it or sell it. Whatever, buy one, you would actually lose it. The ship would literally never come back. But the reward is that stuff in the high risk zones are way more valuable, or, or some, some metric to justify the, the risk. So I realized wait, cool, just don't go there then. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you can't have combat in the low risk zone, guild domination of the low risk areas is there's there's nothing i mean again if you can't destroy you don't need defenses right cuz defense is only needed if there's a offensive potential so you might say in the medium risk zone you need defense because there could be offense somebody could attack you but the downside is you lose some temporary intangible thing um again, again the game's not there yet to know what's the pros and cons of each side but again i realized that if my understanding or my thinking is correct starless has actually allowed that multiple playstyles can exist within the one metaverse/ecosystem and so cool makes me still feel like my as my vague understanding of what i want to do in the future continues to morph as i learn more and we in the game gets to something it just made me realize again cool great can be scholarships there can be guilds they can have all this i could just fly around and can't get shot cool awesome and then maybe i have some things that are riskier anyways sounds all cool so again guilds awesome if you want to join one please do if you're not really thinking you want all that stuff and you just want to hang out again trying to start a non-guild guild intergalactic for for people that are in that mindset. So that's all I got to uh, uh, ramble on about today. Um, so, again, if you're interested in rambling with me, uh, please uh, go to intergalacticherald.com, go to contact, uh, just send me a note, and we'll see if we can schedule a time. I'd love to chat uh, and go over the week in review with, uh, with another person. <laughs> um, while you're there, please look for my weekly news recap to sign up for, and then you'll get links to lots of the Star Atlas community content creators, articles, uh, videos, uh, as many are, are, well, I shouldn't say all they're, they're ones that are interesting to me. Um, so I guess it's, it's curated. Um, I find it interesting. So I hope others do too. And Finally, just, again, my two Star Atlas projects, intergalacticgear.com, which is my merch store. Please fill out the merch survey. I'd love to get some feedback from you and, of course, obviously get you uh, on the mailing list so that as uh, things uh, come out, I can uh, keep you updated. And then plugged it a number of times, intergalacticcoalition.com. Again, I'm trying to see if there's interest in starting a non-guild guild as just another organizing mechanism within the Star Atlas ecosystem. So please go to intergalacticcoalition.com. And that wraps it up for podcast number 27 of the Star Isles Week in Review. Uh, This is Matt with the Intergalactic Herald. Have a great week.